Okay, I wanted to give everybody an update. So many of you thanking me for being back on the air, or at least back on social media. And a lot of you asking what I have been up to. So I thought I'd just give you kind of the rundown, uh, because some of you have been interested in all of these different aspects of my life. So first of all, I have been setting up a business with my former campaign manager. Many of you know that in a strange twist of fate, I got uh, turned on to day trading and then day trading taxes. And I found out that the laws around day trading are scary. They're very hard to understand. And you can get yourself in a lot of trouble if you don't know these laws and if you don't prepare in advance. Who knew, right? So I started researching like I always do. And pretty soon I found out that I was one of the only experts in the country on day trading taxes. So we thought, why not start a company, start a firm that focuses on day trading taxes? Now, that's what we've been doing for the last eight months or so. And I have to tell you, things have been going really well. But starting a company from scratch coming up with all the systems, getting all the licenses, uh, doing everything else, properly putting together the tax code and your, your ability to file taxes. It's been quite the road. The good news is we have pretty much finished everything. We're ready for the tax season. We broke even last year, which is exciting. We weren't expecting to do that. But if you're a day trader, you need help with day trading taxes, reach out to me in the comments. We would love to help you out. If you're not a day trader, um, we're not in the business of doing other tax returns. We focus on day trading. So that's very cool. That's very exciting. Um, I've also been working on the Bronco or the Bronco-donk as we, as we say it. Um, many of you know, I purchased the 1970 Bronco. I don't know, five, six, seven years ago. I got a great deal on it. Uh, these things are of high value. They're getting more and more expensive uh, to have every year. And I kind of bought one, first of all, because I, I just got a great deal and I spotted it and bought it as quickly as possible before the deal went away. But many of you know that when I was homeless back in my teens, I was staying in and driving around a 1972 Ford Bronco. And I lived in that Bronco for, I'm, I'm not really sure because time slips away when you're, when you're homeless. Uh, I lived in that Bronco, I'm going to say for six months. And then it was impounded. And that's how I ended up completely on the streets with nowhere to go because my house was effectively impounded. Uh, because I made a stupid choice and parked it in the wrong place. Then I didn't have the money to get it out. Long story short, that Bronco, which was incred in incredible condition, I never see it again. So I have this opportunity to get this new Bronco, the 1970 Bronco, and it's in pretty good condition. I mean, it has the typical rust and things like that. Um, and I started working on it, I got it running, drove it around quite a bit, and then put it in the garage because I wanted to do the real restoration and get rid of all the rust and those kind of things. And promptly got tied up in two elections for Congress and never touched it again. And then after the campaign, this is about a year ago, uh, you know, we we're struggling because we're starting the new business and 
uh, I'm thinking, man, I could sell that Bronco for so much more than I bought it for. And we could really use the money. And I told my wife and she said, absolutely not. We are not selling that Bronco. And I'm like, man, it could really help us. She says, no, it means too much to you. It represents too much. You are not selling it. And I expect you to restore it. And, you know, it's interesting. Um, I didn't know she cared about it that much. But, you know, the truth is she doesn't care about the Bronco. She cares about what the Bronco means to me. She cares about it, what it represents in our lives and that it's kind of a representation of going full circle to going from homeless and uneducated to having a, an incredible career in talk radio to running for Congress, now setting up my own business. It, it represents so much. And so once she said that, it kind of reinvigorated me to work on the Bronco. And so I decided to take it back to bare metal. I got something called a needle scaler. I don't know if you know what that is. I didn't, but it is my favorite tool on the planet. You can look it up online. Just type in needle scaler on YouTube. It is so cool. Um, so I needle scaled the whole thing. I'll sit, I'll put up some pictures here coming up. You know, I'm terrible documenting my life. Um, so I'll put up some pictures so that you can see the rust and everything that I'm up against. But if you know anything about Broncos, you know that I have a really good specimen because a lot of people, they buy these Broncos that are just Swiss cheese and they fix them up and they restore them. So I did that until it got too cold to be in the garage. And I've gone out a couple of times to try and work on it. And I'm like, uh, no, uh, it's too cold. So that will be a springtime uh, adventure. So I've been working on that. Uh, what else have I been working on? Oh, yeah, I've been prepping a little bit. Uh, kind of strange for me. Um, I have grown more and more concerned, and I've told you about this, about the future of our country, because there is somebody in our country right now who is willing to destroy democracy in the name of gaining power. And this person, you know who I'm talking about, is running for president under the same program, the same voting machines, the same mail-in ballots, the same everything, as last election, nothing has changed, and he's just quietly running under the same program. And if he loses, we all know what he's going to do. And it will be the second stolen election in a row in his mind and in his hardcore supporters' minds. And I'll be honest, I don't know if our country can take it. I don't know. And, and you know, the insane thing is that all of these all of these court cases, these indictments, everything against Trump, they're only making him stronger because what happens when you become so invested in a single person, when you become to believe that they are something greater than just a human being, that they are chosen, that they are sent somehow, that when you, you start to believe that, then everything that goes against that person, every opposition they face is not a sign of guilt or a sign that you should stop believing in that person. It actually becomes proof 
that that person is exalted because it means that everybody's trying to stop him. And instead of that being evidence that maybe you should question what's going on, what it actually turns into is proof that he is chosen, that he is exalted because everybody's after him. And so as much as I think he should be charged for election fraud and some of these things, I almost wish it wasn't happening because it just makes him stronger. And so anyway, that's a long, uh, long explanation as to why I have been quietly preparing my family for the worst and hoping for the best. So I put together the 72-hour kits. There's a way to subscribe. So you just get one a month and it it uh, it comes to your door. Um, I have purchased some things that go boom in the night um, and am training with those things. It's just so weird to hear myself say this. I mean, you know, I've been, I've had concealed carry for years since I started getting death threats on the radio. Um, but this is beyond that now. Um, and there's another subscription service. It's called Ammo Squared. I have no affiliation with them whatsoever. But you just pay them a monthly fee and you tell them what kind of ammo you want. And they set that aside for you. And then when you want it, you just order it and they ship it to you next day. And so like every spring I get this shipment of ammo and, uh, <laughs> it's just so weird to hear, uh, to hear myself talking about this again, uh, hoping for the best, preparing for the worst. We're going to start storing some water. We're going to start doing those things. I don't mean to freak you out, but. I'm, I'm not going to be caught off guard. You know, worst case scenario, uh, nothing happens and our country survives. We don't go into civil war or something else. And then I have supplies, you know, and I can defend my family because a fall of government is not the only things that we should be concerned about. I mean, around here, it's earthquake. Um, you know, we're seeing the worst, the worst summers heat wise and now we're seeing the worst winters cold wise um there's so many things that could happen so that's kind of where i am at with that um another thing that has been going on in our house is you know the environment out there with housing so expensive and things like that we had almost become empty nesters but um now everybody's back except for one daughter and so we have a full house and coming back, uh, we also have two cats and two dogs and we had become a pet empty nester and <laughs> now we have two cats and two dogs. And one of these dogs just has the brightest personality and he's so active and just runs everywhere and is such a people person. He's a lab and he thinks he's a lap dog and he's not. Um, but he hurt his knee. He actually tore, uh, tore his muscle. And so a few weeks ago, he went into surgery and, um, had to wear the cone of shame and was just starting to, you know, recover. And my daughter, it's, it's actually her dog. 
She took him out for a walk in the snow. She had him on the short lease trying to control him. He was so excited to be outside and it was in about half a foot of snow. And all of a sudden, he just starts yelping and crying to the point where we heard it in the house. And uh, he, he had to be carried inside. <clears throat> Excuse me. And it turns out he blew out the other knee. So now he is, so his two rear legs are, uh, one has had surgery. Now the other one gets surgery on Tuesday. The cone of shame returns. Uh, and, uh, you know, the good news is he should have two good back legs. Um, but he's looking at another six to eight weeks of recovery. So there is that. Um, one of the, one of the cats who lives downstairs has asthma and you have to put this kind of mask on it and, and it needs to breathe into the mask. So we're just, we're just a mess here in the McFarland, uh, the McFarland, uh, compound. Um, one other thing, I know I'm going on here, but if you guys, if you guys want to hear this stuff, stay tuned. If you've heard enough about my life, then I understand. Um, my wife has a Toyota Sequoia. It's a 2005. It has 250,000 miles on it, still running just beautifully. But these Toyota Sequoias have, uh, universal problems, uh, that every one of them has. But I mean, it's, quarter of a million miles you expect it's going to have some problems the engine is great but like the sound system the different speakers turn on at different times so if you turn <laughs> you know different speakers come on and uh if you you know turn it up then you can get all the speakers to play um the uh rec electronic recline and things like that don't work anymore um, there's just so many things and a very common problem is the back hatch, um, will not open anymore. You can get the window to roll down, but you can't open the back hatch. And it's been like that for a couple of years now. And, uh, the problem is that you can't use the back hatch, but the other problem is that you can't get the, the spare tire out with having the back hatch open. Cause there's a place where you put the rod through and you lower the back tire. And so we figured out how to get the tire off one time when it was needed, but we can't put it back on if the hatch is like that. So the spare tire is sitting in the back. I got it bungee corded in there. And, uh, just, uh, two days ago, we were driving down the road and somebody kind of waved us down and said, both of your brake lights are out. And I'm like, wow, for both of them to go out at the same time. All right. So I went down to AutoZone. I bought two new little light bulbs. Thought this is going to be a couple of screws and no problem. I get to the Sequoia on the back end and guess what? The screws are in behind the lift gate. And there's no way to get the screws unless you can open the tailgate. So now I've got, I'm looking down inside the tailgate from where the window goes in. I'm prying it open. After about four hours, <laughs> I finally get the tailgate open. I fix the two rear lights. And then I go to close the, uh, the rear gate and it won't close. <laughs> so now, now I have to order a part online. It's basically a new a lock assembly, 
the good news is it will solve the problem and the lift gate will open every time. Fingers crossed. And uh, the bad news is now the tailgate won't close. So the part doesn't get here till Tuesday. Uh, fortunately, my wife has tomorrow off, but then Tuesday she's got to go to work. Um, so I've got the rear tailgate bungee corded closed <laughs> right now. <laughs> while I'm trying, while I'm trying to get all the parts going. So that's kind of the long and the short of how my life has been going. Christmas was uh, great, but Christmas is not what it used to be anymore. There's no magic because my kids are old, they're hairy, they're sweaty. And if they want something, they buy it for themselves. So, you know, we don't have any grandkids in our life besides the pets. So uh, we're hoping for that day when the magic can return and you can have little bright-eyed kids in your house and the magic of Santa Claus and all of those things again. It'll come. My family, though, you know we do everything different. So when it arrives, I'm not sure, but I am looking forward to it nonetheless. All right, my friends, uh, I plan on keep uh, uh, to keep releasing videos now. I think I'm back in that groove. Um, I'm on TikTok. I'm J McFarland Zero is my TikTok handle. I'm on YouTube. You can also look at YouTube Shorts. I'm releasing there. If you're on Facebook, it's called Reels. I am there. Um, and my intent is to give you commentary about the election and just other things. I put pet peeves in there, ideas, all kinds of things like that. So I just hope you'll enjoy it. And uh, I look forward to your comments, and I hope that you've got some great resolutions for the new year. I just want our country to survive. That's a pretty good, you know, hope and resolution. I want to get the Bronco up and running this year. Then we'll start talking about the motorhome. And I want to get the Sequoia so that I don't have the backdoor bungee corded. So that's where I'm at. Hope you enjoyed the update and have a wonderful day.